Welcome to the Sober Gay Guy Podcast. My name is TJ and I have no idea what's going on, but I do know that I'm doing my best and that I'm feeling it all along the way. Join me and my friends and listen in on our sometimes serious, but most of the time ridiculous take on life and how we're trying to figure it all out along the way. Join me and my guests as we talk about addiction and recovery, our family, our kids, uh, sometimes our other friends and the jerks on the road that we really want to just run over with our cars. We'll laugh. Sometimes we'll cry. Most of the time it's just going to be fun. So pull up a chair, pour yourself a cup of coffee, maybe a cold bubble water, and join us and join in on the fun. We're glad you're here. We're all important. Thanks for joining me today. In today's episode, episode three, you are joining me and my friend Nikki Battles. She is one of my closest friends, and as you'll learn today, one of my closest allies in sobriety. Nikki and I met a couple of years ago and learned early on that we had each other's back. You are going to get some really intimate details about how we learned to hold each other up and learned how to laugh about even the smallest details of life and what it is that we do in order to just keep on going. We share a little too many details and get a little close and personal. And uh, you'll also learn that that episode, like a couple of other things that I recorded, is also recorded in her closet. I can't wait for you to get to know Nikki. She is a wonderful person, and this is not the last time you will hear from her. Enjoy today's episode, and thank you for being here. Wait, you started it without telling me? I did. Why? Why would you do that? Because <laughs> it's fun. Oh, all right. <laughs> This is how we're getting the party started. This is how we're getting the- Hello, world. Hello, world. Uh, welcome to the Sober Gay Guy podcast. My name is TJ, and today uh, I'm here with Nikki Battles, my dear close friend, and her sweet dog outside the door who's crying, who probably will come in at some point because he really is a delight. He's the sweetest little thing ever. He's a pain in the ass. His name is Bernie, (laughs) but hopefully maybe you won't hear him. No, he's so cute. He probably will just lay here and, I don't know, pine at his mother's feet. He might come in, but I'm so glad you're all here today, and I'm so glad to be here with my dear friend Nikki. Um, I hope that um, in the course of our conversation today, you will get to know Nikki and you will get to know our relationship and how we came to know each other. We really do have um, a wonderful story about how we became friends. We continue to grow in our friendship. I continue to lean on Nikki. Um, and I think and she, vice versa. I was going to say. It works both ways, brother. Yeah, I think she continues to lean on me and um, over the course of... God, what's going on? What I mean, I don't want to say it feels like a lifetime because that makes it sound like you're a pain in my ass. Yeah. Well, well, what were you going to say? <laughs> it depends on what you were just about to say. I don't want to say it sounds like a lifetime of our friendship, but oh. we've only been short friends for like three years. No, not even. Year, no. 2020. Right. But it feels like we've been such good friends. I know. Oh, my God. I know. Well, that's again, that's. 
when you know people that you connect with, it feels like that. Because how did we, when and how did we become friends? And you can say names of companies. We don't hide anything. Well, I wasn't going to only because I don't really want to give that company free advertisement here. But anyway, so the way that our story started um, was that TJ and I had the pleasure of working together um, at a wellness center. Was it last year? Now I'm like, I'm terrible. No, it was with, like, 2020. Dates. 2020. Yes. February. Yes. So, um, the funny thing is, and he throws this in my face mm-hmm. and probably will until the day I die <laughs> is that I applied for his job and did not get it. But, um, so shortly after he started working at this company, I was hired and brought on to be the marketing manager, and I feel like we instantly connected. I just fell in love with him instantly, like his just his personality. He radiates. He makes everyone in the room feel good. Um, like if you're having just a shit day, you can just have a conversation with TJ, and mm-hmm. he will just make your turn that frown upside down. Oh my like god. Oh my God, lot just, just yeah, we just great conversations. We just hit it off, and just, and really good, um, like very similar work ethic too. Yeah. Because I can't stand to be micromanaged, Ugh. and we just kind of laid out our expectations with each other right away. Um, so yeah, that was within the first few months. But we didn't actually like find uh, meet each other for several, like I'm gonna say several weeks, and it was we were testing out apparel, and you came in. Well, after you started working? After I started, and yeah. I had somebody come in. Hi, Julie. Hi, Dennis. And we were looking at test. We were looking at different apparel, and you came in unexpectedly. Oh, and I right. hadn't met you yes. at that point. That's right. Well, and yeah, I'm like, because, who's this person? Yes, because I was doing very minimal work right. at that time. Yep. And so, yeah, and it wasn't until, you know, like, I think, didn't you start in February? I did. And I started, like, more, like, not full-time but yeah more like like 30 hours but more in a regular role is like in may ish right um but again you know and we both enjoyed our rosé at that time (laughs) all Um, day rosé all day baby and i will re i will never forget this there was i was dealing with my own demons Mm. and internalizing all of this because i just started a job this new job that Mm. i loved i had been wanting to work at this company for quite some time and I didn't want people to know what I was struggling with. And there was a day you came in to work and you told me that you were going to be late. And then when you showed up, you were raw and real and told me that you were late because, I don't know, did you go to see a therapist or you went to a meeting? Mm-hmm. And basically because that you had hit your rock bottom. Oh, yeah. And my eyes just filled up with tears. This was a because Friday. Yes, because literally 15 days before that, Mm -hmm. I had hit my rock bottom. And so I was, you know, at that time, then 15 days sober. And I instantly just felt this connection with you. And I was like, holy balls, like, oh, my God, I and I had to tell you, like, I just and I I might have waited or hesitated or something, because, again, you're still my boss. Mm -hmm. I didn't want you to know I was a drunk. And so but then at some point right after that, I shared my story and told you what I had been going through. And we just ever since then. God, do you know, do you know that I don't remember that day? That was so that was my that was my very first day sober. So that was Friday, July 10th. Okay. Friday, July 9th. Well, actually, it started on July 8th. 
I went on a bender. Oh, right. This was the bender. Yes. I went on a bender. I didn't sleep for almost, almost the equivalent of three days, because on the July fourth is when I had my. That was when I went downhill, my rock bottom, and made my quit day as July tenth. Okay. Well, then I had made plans on July 9th to just get it all out of my system. Yeah. Um, and so I had gone on my bender. Several bottles of wine, lots and lots of vodka, and a bunch of uncontrolled, of really bad substances in yeah. addition to all of that. And didn't sleep for two days. I don't know how the hell you did that, and, honestly. And came into work and worked an entire day, oh but I God. knew I was going to be late, and you were there. Do you know I don't remember you being there that day? Really? I have no memory of it. You blacked out? I wasn't... Well, excuse me, I just worked. Well, I didn't sleep that day. Oh, my God. I didn't sleep for two days. And that night... I went to dinner with my dear friend Sarah Goggin Young, and she is the one who set. She's the one that made me set my quit day, yep. and she's the one that had said, "You do what you need to do to get it out of your system." And I did what I did to get out of my system. I worked a full day, got off work at five, had dinner with her, and went to my very first meeting that night. Really, my first and last. Yeah, yeah. I mean, and you know, I mean, I'm a proponent of meetings and sure. AA. People sure. can. Number one, I refuse to be anonymous. Yep about it and meetings just aren't for me i'm well <laughs> while i'm broadcasting my voice across several podcast platforms sorry if i just spit on you nikki no you did got on to heart uh, iheart radio today by the way hello listeners wait what yeah my podcast is now on iheart radio that is awesome know, isn't it great oh my god yes so um well i don't well you know my voice is anonymously almost because you can't see my damn face right um, I just don't like standing up in front of people. I have stage fright. Stage fright. I didn't know that. But about anyway, you. I don't want to take. I, I don't want to stop your talking about you and how we met. But that no. day, I don't remember that day. Really, I don't remember that day. Oh, and I, that's funny because I will never forget that day. Yeah. Like I oh just my gosh. again for me because to find somebody that was going through the same thing as me mm -hmm. was like instant therapy i mean it was just like because again you know with what we've been through right it, it's yeah you just there's so many emotions that you feel and lonely is one of the top it's emotions true. and so again i've always been one of those people that you know it's just therapeutic for me when i'm going through something like you know when i became a mom for the first time when you know just Whatever it is, going through, you know, starting a new job or just what any new challenge, you know, when I share that with others and hear that people are dealing with, you know, similar issues, and then it's just that connection, right? right. That's that's what's so important to me. You had asked me about just like my what's pat what what I'm passionate about and just connection, connecting with people, mm -hmm. and because that like honestly, you know, there's times that that just that piece alone saves my soul. So it's like you know just to hear that somebody else is going through something similar and I'm not alone. Yeah. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. And I mean, we, we and we were also on the same plane really because while that job had a lot of gifts in so many ways. Yes. We also were going through it with that job. Um for whatever all of the different reasons that came along with it, um we were also going through it because there was a lot of discomfort that we were going through with that job. Yes. And in addition to the discomfort, it was a free for all drinking party whenever we wanted because right. Nikki and I, <laughs> we decided to quit during COVID. Everybody else was drinking up a right? motherfucking storm. Yep. And we were like, okay, this is what rock bottom looks like. Yep. This is what we've put through our family through. 
Nikki has her story. Nikki has her rock bottom with her family, and I have my rock bottom with my family, which I've shared with the listeners, and I'll continue to share it. Um, I'll continue to share it throughout my relationship with this podcast over and over again um, as a way of my own accountability and as a way of reminding listeners who don't want to go all the way back to episode one because I'm not going to mention it in show notes all the time, but I'll always mention it, you know, from show to show, um, what happened with my family and I, but why I quit drinking. Um, but, you know, we went through it. Right. We went through it. We had our very, very important reasons about why we quit um, and what it is we were going through. Now, well, I, oh, mm-hmm. sorry. No, you do it. I was just going to say, don't get me wrong. Like when COVID first hit, oh, Matt and I, because I was still drinking, because again, you know, just a little part of my story is that I had been trying to stop drinking for a while. Mm-hmm. And, you know, anybody else that has. How many times did you try, would you say? Oh, God. I, I lost count. I mean, again, you know, you posted something yesterday about rehab. Like, I had a conversation oh. with one of my closest friends, Jimmy, about going to rehab. And I'm like, I'm a mom. How can I leave my kids for 30 mm. days? Mm-hmm. I went to this retreat center for a week. And, I mean, there was countless times that I tried. And but um, and I did. I quit for a month in January of 2020. And then I just jumped right back into it. Mm-hmm. And then, you know, when COVID hit. Did Matt, you think that you would be able to slow down after that retreat? Like, I can have one glass. No, because I've never had that mentality. I've never had that relationship with alcohol. Unfortunately, no. that's the thing. And I think you and I are similar in that way. Is Zero like, off button. Yes, exactly. Once I start, and that's kind of like, you know, a lot of things in my life. But, you know, I just go full force. I don't have that shut off valve. So I've always been a binge drinker. Mm-hmm. But it was just the last couple of years um, with a job in particular that I had. That's <coughs> when I pretty much became a raging alcoholic and I hate to even say those words. It still doesn't make me feel comfortable. But but again, going back to like when COVID hit, you know, Matt and I, we were drinking, you know, five days a week, whether it was like three o'clock in the afternoon or six o'clock. You know, we got we you know, we did, you know, like a lot of people did, but yeah, I mean I still commend us for because a lot of people are like, how the hell did you quit during COVID? Because that was just kind of the norm. So many people, like, I feel like Vinny's stock went up, like, ginormously. Like, every, so many people just indulged and were drinking. What else could you do being locked in your house? It was, like, brutal. But. You swam and you swam. You got kiddie pools. Right? You dr- do you want to let that sweet guy in? Oh, my God. You let him in. But that's, we found, I mean, me, my other friends and I, we found that we found the time to sit in backyards and to swim and we kicked our feet up and we bought kiddie pools and we filled them in and, you know, we found all the time to drink and he wasn't even there, was he? Oh. <laughs> oh my God, that's really weird. It sounded like he was crying at the door, it didn't totally it? It totally sounded like he was crying. <clears throat> Excuse me, and I'm trying not to clear my throat. Oh my God, and now to he's, the people. I, I think he just ran. Away. And now he's, he's back at the door. I'm going to just take a, nice sta- a station identification here. You know, we, we do real life things here at the Sober Gay Guy podcast because we're real life people. And, uh, Hi, hi, buddy. Uh, There's the burn. What everybody doesn't know on the other side of the podcast here is um, <gasps> we're. Um, <laughs> See, this is what I mean. <laughs> doesn't he matter. Just like almost kicked the stand over my we're, pain, we're, my pain in the ass dog. We're recording in Nikki's um, closet. Yes. Because it's nice and soundproof in here. Right. So it's so muffled. Very, it's very intimate. It's very we're intimate. Very, very close to each other. It's a little uncomfortable <laughs> for me, but whatever. We had Greek salads for lunch too, so I'm sure we both. Sm- I can't smell Nikki. No, I no. can't smell you. Um, 
but we uh, we left off at. Yeah, I mean, the height of COVID is when we kind of not. It wasn't even the height; it was the beginning of COVID. Right, right. It was just it the was beginning. March. I was always remember St. Patrick's Day, mm-hmm. and then I hit my rock bottom on my husband's fiftieth birthday on June twenty fourth. I remember yours you was, telling yes, me. Oh yours my God. was July fourth, um, and then you know that you did your thing. You know, or you, um, because I, I that was my last day I've ever I, since I've had a drink. Um, was that day. And you allowed yourself and, you know, just, I, I, I don't know how you did that. I just I can't imagine that I would have been able to stop. But that's, you know. That's I also quit smoking the same way, too, really. Oh, did you? Yeah, I gave myself, I've always been that kind of a person, though. Well, though, I was kind of the rager where I did a lot of binge, drink, binge drinking, too. Yeah. Quitting drinking was the scariest thing other than becoming a parent I had ever done. But. When I quit, when I wanted to quit smoking cigarettes, it was the kind of the same thing. I could smoke a pack of cigarettes and then not smoke for a week. Really? So quitting drinking was kind of well, it was not nearly the same thing. Oh my god! But I knew I could. I knew I had. I needed to give myself the, the time to quit drinking, and that I had no choice but to do so. Yeah. I don't know how I did it though. Yeah. I really don't know how I right? did it, but. But you did. I and did. Here we are today. I'll never, ever, ever forget talking to you on the phone after Matt's birthday weekend. Ugh. I'll never forget talking to you on the phone. I was devastated. Didn't you leave early? No. Uh, I, or didn't you want to leave early? I did. I was humiliated. You were humiliated. We were with our closest friends and um and just with my husband and my kids. I mean, I that's that's what did it. I woke up because I blacked out. I didn't I don't remember. Oh, yes, I remember bits right. and pieces and I evidently just packed up our suitcases that night again, don't even remember doing this crap, and, you know, insisted that we go home, because I was just so pissed off, and about my kids being on their devices or something stupid, whatever, um, and then, yeah, I mean, I was just, I was texting with my, one of my closest friends, Betsy, because it was her and her family that was there with us, and we had rented a boat the next day, and we were going to go on the boat, and she told me how I scared her kids, and I went downstairs, and I turned the corner, and Bowden and Drake, my boys, were sitting on the couch, and just the look on their face. This I was will, the next morning. This was the next morning. I will never forget that look, and Drake just gave me a hug, and Bowden just looked so disappointed, and I, yeah, and it was just, you know, I had to you know, pig, put my big girl panties on and just face everybody. And I apologized and, you know, just didn't look back. You know, I just, it was a process of mm-hmm. course, because I mean, again, that's what, you know, when you're in that cycle, I, I would just continuously tell myself, Oh, I'm not going to drink today. Oh, I'm not going to, I'll try for a week. I'll try for a day. And then I would drink and then I would feel guilty, beat myself up and then drink all over again to just numb that pain mm-hmm. and, and stop those racing thoughts. But that's not how that crap works, as we both now know. But mm-hmm. um, but yeah, I just, you know, I, I dealt with that guilt and that shame for a very long time. And, you know, just with therapy, I seeked out a therapist that specialized in alcoholism and she was helped me to overcome you know, that guilt and just realize that, you know, I can't go back and change it. I can only move forward. So it's just, I can't waste my energy and, you know, just what's done is done and, and that's it. And, you know, I just, now I have to learn how to 
make a new life for myself without the booze. And that was, you know, that's where I had to focus my effort and my mind and, you know, and, and all that crap that goes along, you know, I feel like I keep saying that, but just, um, yeah, I just had to change my mindset. Did you use, have you, or do you continue to use part of the accountability of that humiliation? Do you use that humiliation as part of your accountability? Like I did that. That's interesting. I did that. Did you? I'm accountable for that. Yeah. I will always hold myself accountable for that. I'm humiliated by it. Yeah. I'm going to lean on that for the rest of my life as a sober person because I did that. Yeah. And that's, I'm going to own it. I'm always going to remind myself of it. Yeah. And I'm always going to talk about it regardless of how old it is or how new and raw it feels. I'm always going to talk about it. And I ask that because I do. Right. I will always reference it. And even now, two years, two years sober, they're, you know, starting this podcast. I wondered whether or not it was something that I even needed to discuss. But it is. I mean, it's my sober history. Yep. It is the reason why I quit drinking. Yes. One of the major. I mean, it's the number one reason why. And I wondered whether or not it was even necessary for me to even have a discussion about it. But it's the number one reason. See, if that's what works for you. But that's interesting you ask me that because I don't think I do. Mm. I think just what holds me accountable is just because, again, you know, since I stopped drinking, because you and I, another thing that we have in common is that we're open fucking books. Mm -hmm. So we share our life with the world. Mm -hmm. And so, again, you know, similar to TJ, I started a blog Mm -hmm. and, you know, I post on social media, you know, many times about if I'm how if I'm feeling something, if I'm struggling with something or just like even milestones, one year anniversary of booze free two year, you know, and so it's like, that's how I hold myself accountable. And, you know, so I try and and maybe that's just interesting, because now you're, you're bringing something up to me, because maybe I've buried it, you mm-hmm. know, because there was countless times. I mean, of course, I will never forget the umpteen times that I've hurt and disappointed, you know, my friends and my family and myself. Um, and do you talk to your boys? Have you talked to your boys about it? Oh, yeah. Uh, I mean, mm-hmm. yes, I'm honest with them and they know and, and they saw me, you know, they've seen me at my worst. And so I do go back and remind them. Remember when mama used to drink and, you know, mm-hmm. act like an asshole and, you know, because now, now that we watch movies and they see some of that stuff, oh, and yeah. they'll see, like, I don't know, we were watching... YouTube videos? Yes. Or Holy like, yeah, shit. Yeah, yeah. Oh, my God. The other day we were watching 16 Candles. Oh, my God. Love that movie. But Farmer... Wanky, t- my wanky. Oh, my God. No don't more wanky, my... Yeah, yeah. And I think Farmer... Don't come for us for making yes. fun. Right? Lord. Don't come for us. Farmer Ted was, like, stuck under the table. And they're, like, <laughs> Bowden was watching with us. I'm like, see, these are the thing, the stupid things you do when you drink. And I'm like, but I'm not going to be naive, you know. No. And I'm like, you know, whatever. But I just want, it's very important. I mean, I'm just honest with pretty much everybody. But I want my boys to know, you know, like, where I was and where I am now. So, um, yeah. So that's kind of that. But Is it part of your mission as a sober person to be a voice for um, the sober community and for people who are learning or t- wanting to be sober? Absolutely. And how are you going to try and do that? Yeah. Is that through your blog? Yeah. Well, you know what? I kind of put that on pause, but I'm still trying to figure that out because I'm one of those people where I truly believe everything happens for a reason mm. and I want to know what that reason is. Yeah. I mean, which whatever i mean still looking for answers of you know like why was i fucked up you know why do i have daddy issues and you know whatever it might be 
but I've asked myself that question a lot of times. Why did I have to become an alcoholic? Why did I have to go through this? And now it's obviously clear to me so that Mm. I can be an advocate for others because I've had several people reach out to me and tell me that I've inspired them or just to, you know, reach out and say, hey, you know what? Like, I just I don't want to give up booze completely, but I just want to take a break. It's not really serving me or whatever it is like. And that makes me feel amazing, you know, just to know that even if it's one or two or, you know, a few people that are listening and reading, you know, my my post or whatever that, you know, whatever it is that I'm writing, they're, they're you know, starting to, you know, feel differently and starting to um, see things differently because I think mm-hmm. awareness is first and foremost, right? Mm-hmm. I mean, unless mm-hmm. you know you have a problem, you're not going, you're not getting there. But, I mean, one of the ways that I want to do it is through my yoga. So I became a yoga instructor last year because, again, going back to my um, therapist, she's the one that introduced reintroduced me to yoga. So I practiced hot yoga for about four or five years and then because um, I've always been pretty active. But then I stopped. But then when I was in therapy, when I gave up the booze, she brought me to the yoga studio because for me – um, one of the main reasons that I drank that I realized was to deal with my anxiety mm-hmm. and um, and just life, you know, being a mother, the stress, you know, all all the crap that we all have to deal with as, as an adult and have to be fucking responsible and ugh, all that crap. Right. Um, but so she brought me to yoga and I didn't know she brought you to yoga. Yeah. Her and I would go together. <laughs> and yeah. And just because it's it's considered a form of treatment and. To treat, th- to treat anxiety, and we even did yoga therapy because she's a certified yoga therapist, like in her basement. Sometimes we would sit and have a 30-minute discussion and then go downstairs in her basement and do yoga for no 30 joke. minutes. No yeah. joke. I did not remember awesome. that. Yes. I don't I, – maybe I didn't tell you. <laughs> but um, but anyway, so then I started to appreciate yoga for a completely different reason because – now I was feeling all these, and you know, you can relate to this. I was feeling all these emotions that I have been numbing for the last 25 freaking years of my life. And I didn't know what to do with all this. Mm. I was like, oh my God, my mind is racing. And plus I started getting migraines and like, again, all these things that I was most likely numbing through the booze. And so then the my yoga practice allowed me to slow those thoughts. And it was clearly, be- it just like hands down became my new survival tool. And that was the moment where I was like, you know what? I need to share this gift with other people. I want to become a yoga teacher and you know, whether it's booze, whether it's food, whether it's low self-esteem, whatever anybody, you know, people are dealing with, we all have our own shit. Mm -hmm. And if I can stand in front of a classroom and just make somebody feel better about themselves, you know, just even for that 60, 75 minutes, that's what I want to do. And so, I mean, yeah. So again, I've tried doing a couple of workshops. Unfortunately, those haven't panned out because again, I think there's just, you know, I I don't think, I think people are, you know, it's, there's a lot of shame Mm -hmm. behind addiction. Mm -hmm. And I don't think, you know, people, you know, are ballsy enough to show up and be like, well, who else is going to be there? You know? So it's just, so I haven't quite figured that piece out yet, like how I'm going to do it. But I know I want yoga to be involved somehow. And in in the meantime, I'm just going to keep sharing my story. And, you know, just even last week, a friend of mine from college reached out and she was so proud of herself. And she called me and told me that she hasn't drank for a week. And I'm the one that inspired her. And that just made me smile and just made me feel so 
happy and just a reminder that I want to keep doing what I'm doing and just keep telling my story. So, And that's been an interesting part of my life, too, is that people that I love, know, and care for have <clears throat> have decided to cut back or quit drinking, whether or not it's because I did or whether or not they realized through me that maybe it is that they also just needed to take a break. Yep. If you or someone you know or love is in crisis, please seek the help you need. SAMHSA, the Substance Abuse and Mental Health Services Administration, is a free national helpline at 1-800-662-HELP. If you're a queer person in the Chicagoland area, the Center on Halsted is a safe space that can help you. They can be reached at 773-472-6469. You are not alone. We are all important. Well, we took a little bit of a break. I think we both needed to pee. Yeah, we did. And stretch our knees and check on our children to make sure that they weren't, like, drowning each other. (laughs) (laughs) That would suck. Oh, God. <laughs> I needed to wet my whistle. And yeah. we both, like I said, needed to pee. Yes. And I'm going to wet my whistle a little bit more. We're going to see if this kombucha constipates me. Oh, my goodness. Mm-hmm. Great. But we're back. We are back. Ooh, that's sour. Thank you, Trader Joe's. That is the watermelon. I told you. You didn't grab guava. Oh, it is. That's the one that oh, I Oh, shit. Drink. I grabbed the wrong one. Oh, my God. That, I know my colors. <laughs> I grabbed Isn't yours it's and not okay. mine. Oh, oh, I just geez. bought like 10 of them. I'm obsessed with that crap. Okay. Yeah, I was going to say, uh, I grabbed the Trader Joe's. I grabbed it at Trader, but they don't they do not do any sponsorship. Okay, I was going to so. say, you're really plugging the Trader no, Joe's over don't. there. They TJ's tra- is uh, plugging TJ's. Yeah, they don't do sponsorships. No. Someday. Someday I'll have a sponsorship, but right. not any, not right now. I'm too young. Yeah. Who knows? Um, well, we talked about the deep stuff and we yes. talked about, you know, the connections and the connectivity between people. And, you know, it's so important for me that my listeners, um, you know, have a reason to <laughs> have a reason to listen right? other than being amused, which yeah. I mean, that's, that is a good reason to listen. That's, I mean, one of the number one reasons why I listen to all the millions of podcasts that I listen to. Yeah, right. Is because I want to laugh. Oh, my God, when I'm in the car driving the mission or something, um, oftentimes I try out new podcasts and I just am like, nope, not this one. I'm not going to listen to that one. I'm going to try a different one. Right. But I always go back to the podcast that just amuses me. Uh, thank you, Dax Shepard. And, you know. Oh, is that the one? Is that what it's called? That Dax Shepard is. Um, What's his podcast called? Well, now I'm going to be put on the spot, and I just burped, and I'm amused oh, because it smelled like onions, and you're so close to me. I don't give a rat's ass. Okay, but I was going to tell you Smartless. Have you listened to Smartless? Yes. Hysterical. Yes, that's Kristen what I mean. Wig. I just listened to in bed the other day. Oh, really? Yes. I just love all of them, especially Will Arnett. Well, no, all I was oh. going to say, especially Will Arnett. Am I saying that? You are. I mean, first of all, he has a very sexy voice. That's why I listen to Will yes, Arnett. Yes, and he's hilarious, but Jason Bateman, love him. His 
hysterical. He went through it with addiction. Yes. Yes. Right. Yeah. But no, that's totally what. uh, Yeah. I'm here. Like, because I just wanted to mention, too, like when I listened to your first podcast, there was a few times that I was belly laughing. Oh, was just like. And the other thing, oh, sorry. which one? Tell me I, if you trying, remember. I can't remember. Well, you were just armchair talking. expert, Dak Shepard. Okay, go on. Yeah, there he goes. Um, when you were talking about something, you were, I think maybe about suicide, um, and that was because that's a belly laugher. Well, no, no, that's what I mean. That was something. Oh, new. oh my god, that sounded horrible. Yeah, no, oh, no, no, Jesus, no. what did I just say? But you were just like, don't come for me. And oh, I was yes. just like, yes, because again, oh, just right. about your statement, but just that made me laugh. Like just that statement, not the topic, of course. Did itself. you know what I meant when I said that, though? Yes. Because uh, what I was, I don't know that I enunciated. There's two things that I needed to clear up. When I do have Lauren and Michelle on from. Uh, cozy conversations I will definitely clear up the platform that they cover because they are just I see I get all choked up when I talk about them because I love them and there's so much about everything and I just love they're so cultural yeah and they're wonderful and that baby Luna she's wonderful but um I hope that I made sense when I talked about that because I was so stupid when I was younger and always said that I always thought that anybody who took their own life was copping out. Yeah. And that's, and I don't mean, I don't think that anymore. Well, but because there's mental illness and people, right. you know, especially with Winona Judd. Oh, God, we weren't supposed to have the second half be so deep. No, I know, God right? Damn it. Ask I me know. a funny question. I know. No, but I want, the point was, so we, this is where the yeah, editing you had comes the in. Laugh. But I wanted, yes. I'm telling you, I'm not when editing. When you were talking about, you know, how laughter is the best medicine. Yes. So, yesterday, because I've been going through a lot, I have an injury that I'm dealing with. And so, my mental and physical well being is kind of shit right now. So, it's like, I remember when you were talking about smiling on the outside. So, I'm literally looking at myself in the mirror, looking like the biggest asshole. I'm just like, <laughs> I'm thinking of TJ in the podcast. I'm like, here I am. I'm smiling, even though I'm fucking miserable. I'm smiling. This isn't working. And then eventually I did. I started to feel better. Like, I was like, yeah, but just even when I was listening to your podcast, I'm like, that's a bunch of crap. And it still made me laugh. Mm-hmm, and I'm like, but mm-hmm. I'm going to try it anyway. And sure as shit. It does work. It does. Yeah, I because mean, you end up feeling like an absolute idiot. Yes. Especially if you're in traffic. Yes. Yes, I did it in the car yesterday, yes. too, on my way to, to teach class last night. I was like, because my body was hurting, I'm like, okay, I'm smiling again, and I really, mm-hmm. you know, and I'm really not happy, but I'm going to do this again. Like, oh, it's so yeah. funny. But, well, yeah. It is important to acknowledge your feelings. Oh, God. I know. I know. Ugh. But, yeah. But, I, yeah, the point is, I think your podcast is going to do great. I think you're Thanks. just like, yeah, you're you're a pretty funny guy. So, I don't think you're going to have a problem with that, with entertaining people, with the shit that comes out of your mouth and... It's, yeah, it's going to be fabulous. No, thanks. I appreciate it. Yeah. 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 Well, we promised that the second half of of this, I, I don't want to say interview. No. Ew. No. Because we're no. too good of friends and it's not yes. like I'm goddamn Oprah. Yes. Interviewing. We're chatting. Yeah, we're chatting. Yeah. In, in my bedroom closet. I know. <laughs> <laughs> like I said to Dana the other day, I was talking and I had, I was an impromptu, like, I wanted to record her to see how it would work if I called her yeah. to did like to do like to did like oh. a, a call your friends because Anchor has this really neat where you can call your friends and and, and record them. Okay, it's really neat. And um, I said I'm going to do something controversial. You'll hear it because I turned it into an Anchor ad. Okay, but I haven't posted it yet. I'm going to wait a couple of weeks. And she has no voice, and she didn't want me to post it. But anyway, oh. I just blew her cover. And um, I said I'm going to do something controversial. I'm going to go in the closet. 
She was like, well, don't do that. Oh, my God. Well, here you go, gay right? world. Right? Take my card away. I'm in the closet yeah. again. Yeah, right? Yeah, well, it's not a permanent thing, and it really doesn't have a door, so my colors are still streaming out into yes. the master bedroom. Who doesn't have a door on their bedroom closet? Me. Well, I you just... have to see the layout of your room. I know, but still, I would love a barn door, but whatever. That's that's another topic. They're kind of passe. No, those are, those yeah. are going away in my opinion yeah really barn doors i, mean, I love the look unless of them you live in and i'm texas obsessed. and you're chip and jojo oh my god but I'm i think they're they're even going away there hgtv i mean i'm obsessed with that show and a lot of the they still do them i don't know if they're going away but then mm. again you know what i don't know what dates that i'm watching because i do go back and watch a lot of like it could be 2017 season one that's they're like on season so five. 2017 nikki <laughs> yeah but all right, so I'm going to ask you a question. Oh, tables are turned. Yes, right? So how about this? What is something silly, stupid that your listeners might not know about you? Silly, stupid? Yeah. Anything. Silly, stupid that the listeners don't know about me? Yeah. Uh, uh, mm, oh, my God. <laughs> I don't know if it's totally. TMI or silly, stupid. Oh, my. It could be either. I mean, I'm a grown man, and I've pooped my pants several times because I okay. have. Okay. All right. Intestinal issues? Is that silly, silly stupid? <laughs> sure. I mean, I've had most of my colon removed. Oh, my God. Uh, that's not really stupid. That is TMI, though. But is that... looking for connection. Well, right? Is that like in public? Has <laughs> that occurred? Uh, no, I don't think. Maybe oh, once. Oh, once I think it did happen in public. Really? Yes. Oh, my God. Well, I have to admit, along those lines, I somewhat recently pissed my pants at Walmart as I was waiting to check out because this, I had to pee. This chat oh has taken God. a turn. <laughs> We're in our mid-40s. Oh, well, exactly. I mean, oh just ridiculous. God. But my bladder has gotten worse. But I had to go so freaking bad. I'm doing the potty dance in line. Uh -uh. And then all of a sudden. like it turned I, into the pee, pee Yes. And I get in the car. And the first thing I do is text my friend Betsy to tell her. Because I had to brag about it. But I was just humiliated. Luckily, I had like my hoodie. So I put my hoodie on the on the seat. I was like, I cannot believe I just pissed my pants at freaking Walmart. Like it just. Yeah. But And I don't even know why I decided to share that. Well, There's, I don't know why I just decided to share that I pooped my pants. Yeah. There's got to be something better than that. There has to be something else we could talk about. There has to be something better than me. Oh, my something God. Something silly, stupid. I don't right? know that there's anything else. Oh, my God. Okay. Really? A silly, stupid? Yeah. I don't know. All right. I love Lucille Ball. Yeah. That but it's kind of, stupid. it's on the gay card. But that's, is it? Yeah. Okay. Interesting. Yeah, it's on the gay card. Yeah. So. Okay. Well, I don't really have any more questions. Okay. There's really a lot more to talk about. No. Yeah, I we've mean, got lots more. Like, again, we'll do this again. And well, yeah, because you're going to be... Well, we still have to decide whether or not you're going to be on Motherfucker Monday. Oh, right. I love the idea. I just love to say it. Motherfucker Monday. Motherfucker Monday. Just say that ten times fast. Or if, if, or if you're going to be on Wednesdays or Fridays. Yeah. Yeah. Every week. Um, This is... I'm so excited. I'm, today is Thursday. What? It's airing on... I mean, today is Friday. Yeah. Right? <laughs> Yeah, maybe you should say that again, and then when you edit. Today, I'm not editing. For real? No, none of this is going to be edited. I mentioned that a couple of times. Okay. No. Oh, shit. All right. Well, I do want to mention that um, 
TJ and I, one thing that we love to do together when we were working together, we do work together. I know what you're going to talk about. Yes. I wanted to. Oh, this is fun. Yes. This is so fun. So a lot of times, like for a while there, we had a groove going. I teach one of my yoga classes Monday mornings at TJ's studio, Yoga on the Block. Um, and then after that, we would work together for the next, you know, for the rest of the afternoon doing, you know, marketing and just brainstorming and coming up with ideas and our priorities for the week. But before we would get our day started, we would kick off our day with a dance party. And it was so fucking fun. Like it was usually Stevie Nicks or some sort. TJ has this fabulous scarf that he calls Sticky Stevie, right? Yeah, her name yeah. is Stevie Nicks. Yes, and it was a gift from a friend. My friend Emily. From Paris or something. From like Italy. That. Oh, Italy. Okay, even more fabulous. Mm-hmm. And it's silky and it's like. Emily and Nicole, her wife, I should say. Okay. They bought it for me in Italy. Thank you, Emily and Nicole, because I have had the Trader Joe's of... treated them to a trip. Oh my God, really? They've been captains forever and it was like a. You know, they tested and tasted foods there. and Wow. Yeah, and they brought me back a silk scarf from Italy. Oh, my God. Her name is Trader, er, name is Trader Joe's. Her name is Stevie, Stevie. Next. Stevie, yeah. And yeah. I've had the pleasure of dancing with Stevie, and it's just, like, it's very flowy, and it's just, like, I don't know. That would be my, the best, you know, one of my favorite times of the day or even, like, the week was, like, our dance parties, even for five minutes. And, I mean, again, it would just change your, you it know. It fixes you. Yes, it totally fixes you. It's like fake smiling. Right? It is like fake smiling. Dancing is fabulous. So, yeah, that's just one last thing I wanted to throw in. Yeah, it fixes you. It does. Well, I, I can't tell you how much I loved having us sit down in your closet. Yeah, right? <laughs> in your closet. In a little teeny tiny closet without talking, a door. Just getting to know a little bit more about you. And, yes, thank well, you. Well, about you. I forgot some things, so... You reminding me of things. Well, yeah, <laughs> yeah, me too, and like something. And well, this blouse is adorable. Oh, isn't this it? Pink one. Yeah, it's I'm ready to give it up. It's so like 2019 at this point, uh, but yeah. But they're gonna listen to our stupid talk again at some point. Yes, for sure, for and, sure. Um, and I wish you the best with this. You know, the, the, this is gonna soar, and you're so great at what you, everything that you're doing for the community and with the yoga studio. And I'm so grateful to have you as a friend, and I'm even more grateful that I get to be your first real guest on your new podcast. Uh, how exciting, so right? Thank you. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. And, I mean, we're going to connect with the community, and everybody's going to feel something from this. Yep. So Definitely. thank you, everybody, for listening in, and um, we will catch you for the next episode, which is going to be on Monday. And thank you again for listening. And Nikki, I love you. I love you. And we'll I'll talk to you later. Peace out. I mean, in the living room. Yeah, right. Or in your bedroom, actually, because that's where we're going after this. Yes, yes. <laughs> we're not going to go sit out in the humidity and Ew. listen to our kids scream in the no, pool. No, they're yeah. on their own. Yeah. And thanks, everybody. Before we move on to our episode, I wanted to take a minute to talk about Anchor. This podcast is sponsored by no one, but made possible by Anchor, a Spotify company. Anchor is a free podcast building platform that teaches you to create, distribute, and monetize your podcast for free. Anchor has built-in recording, uploading, and editing tools so that you can easily publish your episodes and then distribute your new podcast to the most popular podcast listening apps with the push of a button. Anchor believes everyone's stories can 
and should be heard, so they're giving creators around the world, from first-time podcasters like me to pros, a wonderful, powerful platform to share their voices. So, if you're considering starting a podcast, check out Anchor.